Hello and welcome back to Lounge with Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And today is going to be a very special episode. It will be our last podcast episode of 2022. So we thought to round off the year, me and Claire are going to go through our favourite books that we have read. We're only going to do 10 each because otherwise we might be here all night. Yes. We don't want to be here all night. You probably don't want to listen to us all morning. Um, So we're just going to go through our favourite 10. This might help you with any Christmas ideas or for your next reading goals in 2023. So Claire, kickstart is off. What was your number 10 read this year? Okay, so quite a few of mine are YA books because obviously I was still in the library up till the end of July. So a lot of them are YA books, but equally, you know, adults really enjoy reading these books anyway. But at number 10... I have a book that actually you bought me, which is The Whitby Witches by Robin Jarvis. Oh my Jarvis. gosh, that is like the best book ever. <laughs> I had to put that one in because obviously I'm living in Whitby now. It's so nice when it references places that I've been in the in the town and it was just an interesting story, you know, um, and it's Ben and Janet came to stay in Whitby and obviously got embroiled in all the the Whitby angst you know angst that was going on with witches and ghouls and wild dogs and ghosts and all sorts of stuff so it was yeah it was a great read it is a brilliant book for young readers I absolutely love Robin Jarvis I'm glad you enjoyed it I did I (laughs) I can't live with Whitby without it no of course not um my number 10 was actually one of the first books that I read this year and that is Cloud Cuckoo Land by Anthony Dewar Dewar I think and it's a very philosophical book. It's all about the importance of like literature through the ages, which, of course, I'm going to love a book about that. <laughs> it's a book about books, okay? <laughs> um, and you follow different stories through the kind of timeline from really way back in the day when you had the uh, Library of Alexandria all the way to where this girl's in a spaceship. And you kind of chart across these years this one story of Cloud Cuckoo Land and how it's affected all these different narratives across the ages. And I absolutely loved it. It was really well written, really interesting ideas. And I loved how the story connected all of these people through history. Excellent. (laughs) My number nine was um, the first book that I took out from one of the libraries um, up here. And it's The Never-Ending Summer by Emma Kennedy, which is, um, you know, I love a road trip book. This book was about Agnes and Bee, who had lied to their parents and said they were going to go to Europe and ended up going to London and uh, living in London and doing sampling drugs and going off to Glastonbury and staying in a house with these two characters. And yeah, there was all sorts of antics going on. And then in the background, there was also, I think it was Agnes's mum who decided that her life was um, not so good being the little housewife and decided to take herself off to Europe and enjoy a little road trip there. So that's my number we've got nine. So many, yeah, we've got such different books already. Completely this is different. going to be a very interesting <laughs> list, isn't it? Um, my number nine of this year was Our Wives Under the Sea by Julia Armfield. And it's interesting because when I finished this book, I had such conflicting views. Like, I don't think it's one of my highly rated books on Goodreads, but it's one of those books that ever since I've read it, I've not been able to stop thinking about it. 
And sometimes okay. I think that is what makes a good book. Even yeah. if at the time you were like, I'm not sure what that meant, or I'm not sure about that direction, or were the characters vastly different? This book was more of a feeling, and it left you with a feeling for a really long time. And I still just think about it. Um, so it is one of my favourite books of the year, just because it was such a weird book, and I can't get it out of my head. And it is a gothic kind of romance, and it's about these two women, and one of the women is like a deep sea scientist and she spends a lot of time under the ocean doing research but one of her expeditions goes wrong and when she comes back she's not the same and it's all about how her wife deals with you know her wife on return being really really weird and trying to figure out what went on under the ocean it's just it is a really weird wild book and I absolutely loved it so that's my number nine. If you want something a bit creepy, you should definitely <laughs> check that good. out. <laughs> it's really uh, weird. Uh, my number eight, uh, we've both read this one, actually. It's a YA book, and it was on the Carnegie list. And um, you felt a little bit different at the beginning of reading this book. Um, can you guess what it is? Oh, I actually don't know. It's October, October by Kat Muir oh, Bailey. I did not like this <clears throat> book. I remember. No. I remember. Yeah. I think you. I think you liked it more towards the end. Yeah, it was the beginning. I really struggled to get into yeah, it because you felt quite differently about the character, whereas I, I had more sympathy for her. So basically, in this story, it's about a, a, a little girl called October. And her dad falls out the tree, hurts himself, ends up in hospital, and she has to go and live with her mum in London. It's how she that relationship builds with her mum. But you just think she's a bit bratty, don't you? Whereas I'm like, well, I totally understand how she's feeling. Um, but I really loved the story. I thought it was really, really lovely. It did. It was really well written, that book. Yeah. It had such a nice atmosphere to it. Yeah, it was quite different to me, anything yeah. else as well. So... Um, I would yeah, say I, so. I like that. So that went in at my number eight. Oh, how interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting. Right. Uh, my number eight, I've grouped these two together because they're from the same series. So it didn't make sense to put them apart. And that is the Thursday Murder Club book two and three. I read these very close together. I read them probably within the same month. It's by Richard Osmond, uh, The Man Who Died Twice and The Bullet That Missed. And I loved both of them. <laughs> I really enjoyed the first book, but these two just went to another level, and I'm just obsessed with these characters in this Thursday Murder Club that he's built. And it is a really, they're a really solid series of books. If you've got someone that really, you know, wants to read a crime book, but also fall in love with the characters and spend time with the characters, he's just got everything. And his observations of British <laughs> humour and like people. He's got it down just, right, has he? He has, yeah, just even down to, yeah. like, making a cup of tea or... It's just <laughs> it's just funny, like, observational humour, and I really enjoy that in the writing. I really need to read that one. Have you got book you one? You would absolutely... Yeah, I've got book one. I need to, to take that home. Yes, please. <laughs> I do need to read that one. You would absolutely love this series. I think, uh, yeah, it, I, I would like to would. borrow that one. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, what are we up to? Number seven. Number seven, um, I've also put down. It's one of the Carnegie ones this year, which I actually felt it should have won. Um, but it's Guard Your Heart by Sue Divin, which obviously we've read um, one of hers for the book club. But um, this is 
I really love this one. It was a bit like a Romeo Juliet sort of feel to it, but set in Ireland. Um, the two characters are Aidan, who's Catholic, and Iona, who's Protestant. And it's it had a really good start because he got beaten up and lost his phone, and she found his phone, and that's how they met. And it's just about that relationship. And I just thought it was a great story. It was well written. And um, yeah, I wanted it to win the Carnegie Medal. I'm surprised that one didn't actually, because it had such a good hype around yeah. it and everyone really enjoyed it. And I love an Irish um, read, so that's why I put that one in. I will say, I do have YA books in my top 10, but they're actually really quite high up the list. <laughs> <laughs> my number seven is Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. This is a sci-fi book, and I must say it's one of those sci-fi books that I think anybody could pick up and enjoy, even if you don't like science fiction. The way Andy Weir writes science fiction is almost like gateway sci-fi I would say it gets you into the genre and this is a story about a man who goes into space with his crew to kind of solve this issue but it's a one-way trip and if they don't solve this case the whole of earth will die but the the main problem is is that they will never be able to see if they have saved the future because by the by the time they get there they've not got enough fuel to get back so it's like a suicide mission and upon awaking, he has no recollection of what he's doing there. So the story is following him as he tries to remember why he's in the middle of space because he's been in a coma for so long, he doesn't know why he's there. And it is such an interesting book as you find out more about him. And is he the hero that you think he is at the beginning? Because when you uncover his past, he's not quite as heroic as you believe. Um, and you meet an alien and you think that's a bit silly but it's not it's brilliant and the alien character is one of my favorite characters i think in a book and it's just really wholesome actually uh, for a sci-fi book it's more about human connection i'd say rather than all the science really oh, good book yeah there you go <laughs> loved it <laughs> your science fiction you love a bit of science fiction don't you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know me um and my number six is a jeff zetnor book in the wild light um so this is the book Love that this. i borrowed from the library and i did send it to them in the end <laughs> before i left i thought i need to take that and read it this has got characters who are called cash and delaney and they both have something in common their mums were drug addicts i think cash's mum died um delaney's mum was still alive but still was um, had a drug problem and she ends up uh, winning a scholarship to a prestigious school and he gets to go with her and it's just about what happens at the school and and their their relationship and new friends and how they cope with life and um, there's a lot of poetry in it because he loves poetry Cash does and so it just makes you fall in love with poetry as well and what I really liked about the book as well is the author puts in lots of easter eggs so lots of references to other books he's written which I really like that I was having a good conversation with the author about the easter eggs <laughs> you're so good at networking <laughs> that's goals right there my number six, this is quite a recent book I read, actually. This is Circe by Madeline Miller. I absolutely love Madeline Miller. I was introduced to her at the library when I read Songs of Achilles, and I made sure everybody read that book, but I did tell them to have some tissues on hand because it is so sad. Circe was 
really well written as well. It wasn't as depressing as Songs of Achilles, but I really love the way she retells Greek myths and the sort of people that she puts in the limelight because she always has the main characters as people that necessarily don't have their own story but appear in lots of other stories. And by putting them as the main character, I don't know, it just opens up a whole new side of the myth that you didn't expect. Yeah. And I really liked Cersei because she was quite a an anti-hero you know nobody liked her but as a reader you were constantly backing her and you wanted everybody else to see that she was a really nice person but it was quite tragic because everyone just seemed to hate her (laughs) I have no idea why but it was a really good book really well written I would say the only reason it's not higher is because the plot itself necessarily didn't go anywhere it was more like a, Mm. a short collection of stories that were interwoven with one another with the same character but otherwise, this book is outstanding. It's really well written. You definitely read different books to me, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to listen to this and be like, okay, so we've got like fantasy, sci-fi, yeah. Greek myths, rom-coms. <laughs> yeah. My books are definitely easier to read. They are They are a little bit romantic, aren't they? An emotional thought-provoking, I do like. Yeah, I like all about that. relationships. Yeah, definitely. And I quite like things that are set in my time era as well, which leads me on to my number five, which is Mud by Emily Thomas. Again, oh it's set God. in the 80s. And I just love it because there's loads of references to... Um, you know, cassettes and Holly Hobby. She had that, that was in it. And it was like, oh my God, I had Holly Hobby duvet covers and stuff. And and it just brings back loads of memories. But basically it's about a girl called, the main character is Lydia, who is a 13 year old. She comes from quite a big family. And I think her mum dies and her dad is, a he's kind of a bit depressed, a bit of an alcoholic. And he, in a relationship with another lady who has a family, and they decide to come together and they can't afford to live at the house. So they all go and live on this like dilapidated boat. And you can imagine two families on a small boat and what and what happens there and the different, uh, you know, and it's it's just lots of emotions and lots of dealing with family issues and and just you know you can imagine being 13 years old and being put in that situation and uh yeah I just loved it that one did sound great I remember when you first read it I was like oh I need to add that to my list at some point to catch up on because it sounded really really good my first YA is uh Loveless by Alice Osman oh and I fell in love with this. I actually read this book in one evening. And it is a chunky book. And I don't know what happened to me. I just went crazy. And I couldn't put it down. And I just found the story very relatable. But it was also quite educational. Because the main character is someone that is aromantic, asexual. Which means they don't really want a romantic partner or a sexual partner. They just don't want any of that. And that concept, I'm like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. But through this book, she's kind of exploring what that means. And I found it really interesting to read because I didn't know a lot about the topic. And actually, you know, reading about a character in a book and how they go through all of that and what it means to them shone a big light on that for me. And I I found it, I understood it better. But what I love about all of Alice Osmond's books is that she's really good at creating characters that seem so real. 
Mm. Like you could imagine them in mm. the, the real world. And in particular, all of the characters in Loveless were really likeable. They just started university. It was very relatable to my university days. I think my favourite part in this book, and it will stay with me because it was absolutely hilarious, is she's got like this banging on the ceiling. And she said, oh my gosh, the people upstairs will not give it up because she thinks they're doing some sort of, you know, shenanigans. Mm, So she goes upstairs, she's like, right, I'm going to sort them out. I can't deal with this anymore. And she she knocks on the door and then she realises that she can open the door and it's a tumble dryer room. (laughs) That's why it's been banging the ceiling all night because it's just a real washing machine. Oh, that's so funny. And it just cracks me up because I'm like, of course that would happen. So I absolutely loved that book. It was one of my highlights of the books that I read when I was in the library last year, this year. I know, you did love those. The students loved them as well. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. My number four is The Gone Book by Helena Close. This is about a boy called Matt. And when he was, yeah, I think he was 10, his mum left them and disappeared. He was obviously devastated by that. And he started writing this book. And every day he filled it in, writing about what he was doing and stuff like that. And um, he was out one evening and he saw his cousin and his cousin mentioned the fact that his mum was back in town. And I think, I can't remember how old he was, he might be 16, 17 then, and discovers that his mum is back on back on the scene. And um, it's what happens with that relationship. He is also a bit of a skateboarder. So it's got that feel to it. So, and he also goes into surfing. Uh, so there's that side of it as well. So it's him getting to grips with surfing and skateboarding. So if you like all those sort of activities, you'll enjoy this book. But there's a bit of drugs in it because his brother gets involved with um, a, a, a gang with drugs and uh, he gets into trouble and there's all that going on as well. And it, yeah, it's just, you know, again, another emotional turmoil one. With drugs in it. Yeah. <laughs> I've either got alcohol, drugs or something, I'm nice. Substance abuse. <laughs> My next book, number four, <clears throat> is another YA book. And this, I absolutely love this author and I will continue to read oh, her books. can I guess? Can you guess? Uh, yeah. Kiara Smith, I'm guessing. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know me so well. So yeah, this is not my problem by Kiara Smith. Um, I really loved her other book, Falling in Love Montage, but I think I actually read that last year, so I can't include it in this list. But Not My Problem is one of my favourite books of all time. Again, I read it in a night, I couldn't put it down. This is like a book that is Dairy Girls meets Sex Education. It is... It's so funny. Me and you were laughing Yeah, I, talking about this book. I would have put it in my list, but I kind of thought you'd have it in your list as well. So <laughs> I'm, I'm up there with you with that one as well. It was a great read. It's amazing. It's hilarious. It's a book that will make you laugh yeah. so much. Yeah, so much. absolutely. I just couldn't stop laughing. It was just so funny. When that girl like locks her in a closet, she's like, why are we in the closet? It's just, <laughs> yeah. I can't even go into it. It's just... It's hilarious. You need to read it now. <laughs> That's all I can say. By uh, number three is uh, Becoming Diner by Kit DeWall. Um, it's another road trip one. Uh, so the, the character is Diner, 17. She grew up in like this women's convene with her mum. 
and she decides that there's more to life than this and so her, her mum is out at some convene and she decides she's leaving and she shaves all her hair off. She ends up going up to the house where this really grumpy bloke lives and ends up getting trapped in with him um, and ends up on a road trip in a camper van with him going to find his camper van that's been taken by these men. And they end up on this road trip and it's just bizarre really, but it's a, it's a bit of a life-affirming read, you know, but it's a road trip. I love a road trip set in England, yeah. So that's, that's two fun. road trip books you've yeah. got now. Two road trip books. My number three, I always try to read at least one classic book a year. I think last year I read Lolita, which was a really hard read. <laughs> this year I read Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier and I adored it. It, it skyrocketed into one of my favourite books of all time. I can see why people were obsessed with her writing and obsessed with that book. I didn't, when I went to read this book, I thought, I'm not going to enjoy this. But I really, really liked it. It just had all the right elements of, ooh, is it them? You know, there was a bit of a whodunit mystery, but then you knew whodunit, but then you were like, oh, I don't want them to get caught. And it was just a, a book that built up all of these wrong views. And as a reader, you kept getting tricked by it. And then it would be like, nope, you're wrong again. It was really good. I really liked the twists in it and... It was really easy to read, and the atmosphere in this book is... You feel like you're at Manderley Hall. Like, you feel it's a real place mm. when you're reading the book. It's exceptional. Ah. <laughs> Number <go>. it's exceptional. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Uh, you have read a book by this author, um, but I've put in his second book, which is While the Storm Rages by Phil Earl. I had to put that in. Oh, because uh, Phil Earl. Yeah, I chose that book for the, the Year 7s um, to have uh, upon me leaving. So they all received this in September. And uh, Phil Earl visited the school this week. And I, I think the, the visit went very well. And I was saddened to not being able to go. But I've put this in because I just think he writes books that really sort of delve into World War Two and give you an insight into World War Two that perhaps kids nowadays don't know about. You know, with his first one, When the Sky Falls, was about the lady who went to the zoo and had to stand there with her gun in case the ape escaped in a bomb, you know, when the bombs went off. And in this one, While the Storm Rages... Um, Families are told that uh, they have to kill their pets because they wouldn't survive the war. They wouldn't, you know, they'd get stressed out because of the bombs. And so uh, Noah and Clem decide they don't want to kill their pets and they get on this boat. And again, they're off on like a journey um, to try and save their pets, basically. And it's got a donkey in it. It's got a snake, a python, it's got a bully, it's got dogs, it's got cats, it's got all sorts of stuff. And it's got a baddie and it's got adventure. It's just got everything. And I it, I just think it's a great story and it's set in World War II. And it, he's just a brilliant writer and I just think it deserves to be in my list. Yeah, no, I mean, I never got to read that one, um, but I really wanted to. It might be one I pick up, to be honest, to read at a later date because When the Sky Falls was 
phenomenal, wasn't book. it? Yeah. I was bawling. Yeah. I was like, like that was just such a lovely book and I am sad that neither of us got to meet Phil because we were so excited <laughs> oh god I'm so uh, excited but you know life changes and yes we move on yeah but I really really yeah he's a great author that was such a good that's a good pick Claire my number two is Piranesi by Susanna Clarke and this is actually one of the first adult books that I read when I was leaving the library like I was I was almost getting ready to leave so I was breaking back into adult fiction and it's a really small book and it's about a man who lives in this hall but this hall doesn't seem to exist in time or space it's just kind of there it's really weird and he has no recollection of who he is and the book is kind of figuring out where he is who he is and there's this other person that visits him and you kind of uncover who this other person is and how they get into this place and I don't really want to say too much because the beauty of this book is the magic within it and the not knowing and at the end still not really knowing but loving it. I just, this book is something special. I think everyone should read it. It's really short, you might not like it but after reading it it will be a book that you come back to and you'll think about it and you just, it's so visual like you can see where this man is but it doesn't make sense. It's really good. <laughs> oh, sounds like a good number two. Well, we're on yeah. to number one. So I know. Um, my number one is uh this was a lovely book. I, yeah, I it was great. Set in Nottingham actually begins in Nottingham. Uh First Day of My Life by Lisa Williamson. Just a brilliant book. Just the the characters Frankie, Jojo and Ram. Everybody needs a ram in their life. Just such a lovely uh, boyfriend. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't reveal too much about it because there's a baby involved and there's two females involved. And um, yeah, it's it's what sort of happened. And yeah, I can't go into too much because I don't want to give too much away. But it's a it's a real roller coaster of a read, and it will make you cry. I remember you reading that one because every day you come and you'd be like, Sophie, this just happened. And I'm like, what the? Mm. <laughs> it was madness. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. You know, I would have never thought that would be your number one, but actually it makes sense. I really love Lisa Williamson as well. I've loved all of her books yeah. that I've read. She's a good writer. My number one is The S- Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins. Um, Taylor Jenkins read um I read this book I think in January because I got it for Christmas and it it made me fall in love with I didn't think I could fall in love with reading anymore but I really really enjoyed it it's about this woman that was in Hollywood in like the 50s you know like the golden era and all about her career and how she had to sustain her career by marrying all these different men and how she was secretly in love with a woman but she couldn't show that because of you know, being in Hollywood at that time. And it's all about her creating this memoir of her life. And it's just so interesting. Like, at times you hate her, at times you love her, but you just can't stop reading the book. And I don't know what it is that I like about it so much. I just, I don't know, it was a really, really good book. And I love the characters and how the pace worked. And I love how it was almost split up Mm. in the chapters of the husbands that she'd had. Because you always wondered, oh, we're on husband number five. How does she get another two? What happens? 
Um, and it was just a roller coaster of emotion again of her on this journey. So yeah, that that's our number ones. Both two crazy roller coasters. Yeah. So there you have it. Mine and Claire's favourite books of the year. Um, I've read 67 books this year, which I don't think is too bad. I don't think I'll be able to beat that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't add up mine. <laughs> no. It was just, probably just close to, show to our characters. that. It would probably be yeah. close to that, I think. <laughs> Maybe even a bit more, I don't know. But we also wanted to give a shout out to Rachel Coverdale um, for sharing her books with us and for supporting our podcast. Yeah. We really do appreciate that. And her books are brilliant. So well done. Definitely check them out. Yeah, check them out. So this was an extra long podcast, double the normal length. And the reason why is because me and Claire won't be back until the 9th of January because we're going on our Christmas holidays and we need time to read more books. <laughs> Definitely. We'll um, so we'll be about. back. Oh, I know. We'll be back on the 9th of January. We'll be introducing you to our new book club book, which will be Becoming by Michelle Obama. So make sure you've got that ready for our first podcast. And we'll be catching you up on everything that we've been reading over the Christmas break or any new books that we might have got. But yeah, check out the books on our list. They're all amazing. And we will still be posting on Instagram, no doubt, over the Christmas break. It is goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me.